Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world, with your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday. I'm Amy, here with my husband, Matt. Hello. And this week we are, oh my gosh, it's actually really action-packed. We are going to be based in Kanab, Utah, but we're going to be covering the Grand Canyon, the north rim of the Grand Canyon, which is in Arizona, Bryce National Park, and Zion National Park in Utah, Antelope Canyon in Arizona, Lake Powell, Grand Staircase Escalante, and uh, a few other things. Yeah. So last week we were in Moab um, on the other side of Utah and had gone to Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park. And the week before that, we had been in Grand Junction, Colorado and done the Colorado National Monument. So needless to say, we were racking up the national parks and the national monuments over this this, uh, nine-day time span that we're going to talk about. So at the end of it, I think we were... We had gone to five national parks, two national monuments, Lake Powell, Antelope Canyon, and not to mention how many national forests and scenic areas and all the other stuff you drive through. So Yeah, I think this was the busiest time we've had Whew. on this trip. It was action-packed. We were absolutely whooped. <laughs> so I would definitely recommend taking a, a bit more time, but uh, to say that it can be done in nine days, it can be done. Um so we, like I said, we were in Moab and we went to Kanab. I don't know where everything sounds like that. But anyway, um, most of Utah has towns that don't sound like that. Um, but anyway, it was like, how far was that? Like three, four hours? I think so. Yeah, it wasn't terribly awful. Um, and it was a great drive. It was so beautiful. Again, like I was just totally shocked by how different um, Utah looks than I expected. I expected such a desert and really kind of barren and it is not at all. It is a lush, beautiful desert. And there's actually many areas of mountains and, um, forests and prairies and all kinds of stuff. So we drove through a lot of really beautiful areas this day. And, um, you come into Kanab and, uh, we stayed at the Kanab RV Corral, which was really centrally located. Kanab itself is just centrally located to tons of stuff and there's actually so many other things that we didn't get to do that are nearby there's pink the coral pink sand dunes there's i don't even know everything yeah there were a few others we passed that we wanted to go check out we just there's just no time time or energy yeah um so we got settled and uh and went to dinner at sago which is kind of a uh, a new place at the canyons boutique hotel it's very unexpected in Kanab. we kind of thought there wouldn't be much for us to uh, to go eat here, um, but it turned out there were several options, and uh, so we did Sago, and uh, it was great. Small plates, locally sourced, really well done, uh, craft cocktails, and it's in a, a beautiful hotel, so that was really a neat find, um, and just sort of like settled in for the night, um, and then the next day, we went and did the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. Now, the North Rim is so different than the South Rim, and the South Rim is where almost everybody goes. That's traditionally when you hear Grand Canyon, they're talking about the South Rim. Um, If you go in from Vegas, that's the West Rim. 
I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense because you're coming in from the west. Um, and that, I think, is where you do the glass overlook and all that, which we had planned to do, but then found out it wasn't what we thought it would be. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we were glad we did the north rim. Um, it is harder to get to than the other points. Um but, you know, if you're going to be in Kanab anyway, it's not. Um, you know, it's like if you're coming in from other places, though, you know, there's not like nearby airports. And anyway, it's just like a little bit more difficult to get to. And it's only yeah. open a few months. It's pretty remote. and It's, it's very remote. It's, it's uh, I forget how many thousand feet, if it's one or two or even more higher elevation than the south rim. So they get more snow. And it's more forest also. Yeah. it's It's actually kind of trippy because, you know, when you come in... Um, and we came in, you know, you come in through, uh, from Kanab, which is in Utah, you enter into Arizona, um, and then you go through, you know, the Kaibab forest past Jacob Lake and you come in the North entrance and it's crazy because there's all this forest around. In fact, when you come in, it's kind of like meadow because there's tons of bison everywhere. And there was almost more bison here than in Yellowstone. I don't know about that, but there was a big herd of them. Well, they were all right there by the road. <laughs> there were a lot and they had babies and it was just really like cool um and then you go through to the visitor center um and the grand canyon lodge and here you know you're kind of like in this forest area but then you hike out um we did a hike on bright angel point trail which is about a mile round trip um you well you're hiking that you're kind of going along roaring springs canyon which is on one side and then you get to the overlook for Bright Angel Canyon. Um, and then we kind of hiked around the other side of that, which is the transept trail. Now, the whole transept area is about three miles. We just did a portion. We didn't have time to do the whole thing. Um, but you can just do part of that and see a lot of viewpoints. And it's crazy because you're looking down in the canyon, which is like desert. You know, it's all the red rock and the, and the little shrubs and all this kind of stuff. And just absolutely breathtaking we kind of didn't know what to expect I mean we knew it was going to be cool but I mean this was like wow it just totally takes your breath away um and so then you get back in the car from there and drive over to Point Imperial I think it's like a three mile um drive that way um and then you can you can do a little uh look there there's a pull out with like a really short hike um and then there are some trails through there if you wanted to do a longer hike i think it's 7 to 9 miles somewhere in there um but just to see the overlook it's it's really great but we were hustling to get down to Cape Royal which uh we were trying to time it for sunset so Anyway, we left, I think it's 23 miles between the two, but I'm not totally sure. Um, so we left Point Imperial, and then you passed um, Vista and Cantata. Again, that's an overlook. And then to Point Roosevelt, there's a small hike you can do there. And then down to the Valhalla overlook, and then uh, Cape Royal. And Cape Royal was definitely our favorite area. Again, this is where we were, you know, trying to see the sunset. Um, but there's a Cape Royal trail and that's just over a mile. And in that trail, um, it's actually kind of cool cause it's pretty flat. I think it's mostly paved or at least pretty accessible. Yeah. Nice trail. Yeah. And, uh, you're going through like at this point, not like evergreen forest, you're going through like the pinion and, and that kind of thing, the pinion trees, which are like pine trees. Um, it's not quite the same as some of the other forest areas and it's a little bit sandier and rockier here. Um, 
and you pass by Angel's Window, which is really cool. It's this little overlook of a like a rock cliff, and then it's got like a hole in it, like a window. Yeah, just a big old hole. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of it. Um, and you can actually walk out over that. So there's a little trail to the side off the Cape Royal Trail to go out on this overlook, and that's really neat. Um, it's not very far, so you can definitely, you know, do it all at the same time. And then, uh, and then you keep going to the, the Cape Royal Point, and sunset here was absolutely extraordinary. I mean, it was just so amazing. It was like a sacred experience. Um, and just, again, we've said it every time we talk about Red Rocks, but that glow that comes over um, the rocks is just incredible at sunset. So um, definitely, you know, try to time it that you're at Cape Royal because you get like this really unobstructed view and... It's just magical. We were there for, I'd say, at least an hour just hanging out um, at the point and came back in just as the stars were coming out. You know, it was actually a little bit hard to see when we got back to the car. <laughs> Very dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no lights anywhere. So, um, you know, we weren't totally prepared. We didn't have, like, flashlights or anything. We made it. I think we had to use the the phone at one point for a little bit of light. But, um, you know, you're on a pretty good trail. So we made it out. And then... Um, you know, out on, on the way out of the park, like we had hoped to go back to the lodge and grab dinner, but they couldn't get us until like 930 or something because of the reservations. Again, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, they're only open, I want to say, from May to October on the North Rim because of the weather. I think it's almost 9,000 feet elevation, and I think the south side is somewhere just over 6,000. So it is a big difference. Um, in elevation and so this area is just not open most of the time and when it is it is busy um, it's nowhere near as busy as the south side but it's still busy um, so anyway so the only other option because there is nothing around and we were a while before we were going to get home and man were we hungry from hiking and I was crazy unprepared I should have brought some snacks or something nope um, so we ended up going to the Kaibab um Lodge, which again was the absolute only thing, and on the way it, out of the park and to Kaibab Lodge, and really the rest of the way, I cannot express to you the amount of deer. <laughs> it was insane, like um, it, it thousands, yeah. thousands of deer. I just, I've never seen anything like it. It's no. any anywhere you look, there's deer. And multiple deer, and they're running across the road, and they're hanging out by the sides of the road. And, I mean, we had to drive, like, 10 to 15 miles an hour and stop numerous times um, because of the deer. You know, of course, I didn't want to hit one, not only for the deer's sake, but also for ours. Um, but just, it was so insane. They were just absolutely everywhere. And, you know, it's a protected area, and there's great food for them, and so I guess that's the story. But... Wow. Insane. If you want to see deer, you will never want to see a deer again after you go through here. No, it was pretty cool. But um, we did have to be really careful and it took a really long time. Um, and, you know, I mean, I just felt like I'm always the official deer spotter, you know, when Matt is driving. And this was just ridiculous because I'm like, deer, 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 deer. Oh, my God, there's seven. Okay, there's 22. You know, it was just wild. Um, but, you know, it was kind of cool that we were going slow because we pulled over a few times to see the stars because I'm telling you, amazing. It's like you can see almost every star. 
Yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. So there's nothing Nowhere. You were in the middle of nowhere. Uh, It is very, 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 very dark. And we felt like travelers on a, you know, a crazy journey, like finally finding this lodge. It was like, ah, there was just this light off in the distance. And, you know, we stumble in and it was pretty cold, to be honest with you. Um, and we get there and, you know, we were like some of the only people there cause it was really late in the dining room and, um, they were so sweet. They were so sweet. The food itself was not like phenomenal. We got just burger patties and, uh, and whatever vegetable they had that night. I remember yeah, broccoli or whatever. Maybe a soup or something. Yeah. Too. It was like really hard to piece something together, but we were so happy to have it. We were so starving and they were so sweet and she kept like trying to bring us hot tea or hot cocoa or something to warm us up because it was chilly. Um, and then, you know, once we had that, we felt a little bit more revived for the ride home. And um, again, the deer and the dark, but, you know, hey, the stars. So we kept doing our pullout and checking it out um, on the way home. And it was just amazing. Um, and then the next day we did Bryce National Park and... Bryce is really cool. It's known for the hoodoos, which are rock spire formations, and they actually look like standing soldiers. It's pretty breathtaking. Um, So from Kanab, you go in through the Dixie National Forest and enter the park, and immediately you can go, like, past the visitor center. Of course, you want to grab your map. Um, And then you get to Sunrise Point and Sunset Point. Um, These are the best views of the hoodoos, in my opinion, of the, in fact, of the whole park. Um... So you can actually like do hikes around those two points. Um, there's numerous like overlooks. So you kind of park in a parking lot and then you go to the points and walk around. And in really busy times, be prepared that you're going to actually park outside of the park and take a tram into the park and the tram will let you off at the different stops. We did not have to do that because there was parking available when we were there. Um, But in very busy times, especially in the summer, you're going to have to take a tram in and park pretty far out of the out of the park. So make sure that you plan accordingly to, you know, be able to take your cooler or, uh, you know, belongings with you. Um, And from sunrise and sunset, like I said, you can do hikes at the points themselves and then hikes between the two points, which isn't terribly far, um, maybe a mile, mile and a half. And then you can hike down to um, the hoodoos and like get among them. And it is incredibly steep yeah, to get that down one, there. That amphitheater one, that one was steep. Oh but, my gosh. But people really enjoyed it. We didn't get to go down go there. Go all the way. Yeah. We went some of the way. Yeah. It's, um, it was like straight up and down in the air. Um, but yeah, really beautiful. And, you know, you can really get some interesting shots down there. Um, you know, if you're doing photography, it's just amazing. Um, and then from, um, from Sunrise Point and Sunset Point, then you go over to, um, what was it called? Oh, Inspiration Point. And then uh, Bryce Point and Pariah View. Um, and those two are, uh, the Inspiration and Bryce Point, again, have small hikes and pretty good elevation. I would still say that, you know, Sunrise and Sunset are like the best um, because you can go down in the amphitheater and you get to see so much from so many different angles. Um, but the other ones were definitely worth it. Um, and then from there you get to drive deeper into the park. It's not a huge park. Um, as far as hiking and stuff like that, there are a lot of those options. Um, but for like driving tours, it's actually not 
like as big as many of the other parks. Um, so you drive deeper, you go from Swamp Canyon down to Rainbow Point. Um, you know, that takes mm, maybe like an hour, hour and a half. It depends on how much you stop and walk around at the different places. Um, one of our favorites was Natural Bridge. And this was a picture that got a lot of response on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, go give us a follow. We're at Real Food Whole Health. Um, but this was so cool because it's a, it's like a big rock formation and it's kind of that beautiful, you know, kind of pink rock and it's got a huge arch in the middle of it. So it makes like this bridge and it's just lovely, you know, right through it. You can see the forests and, um, it's really neat. You can't hike down through it. They have it all, um, you know, blocked off, but you can get some great views from the overlook. So, um, anyway, and then you basically just turn around and go right back out of the park. Um, and then we headed onto the other side of the park. Um, it, it's actually outside the park, but you're on the interstate, like, you know, kind of passing the different areas, um, to Tropic, uh, Utah to Stone Hearth Grill. There was really not a lot of options in the area for like farm to table places. This was actually a little bit tricky to find, um, but it's totally worth it. Our GPS got us kind of close. <laughs> um, I think we followed in instructions on their website or maybe when I talked to them yeah, to I get us you, there. I think I talked to them. them. Yeah. We're driving down a dirt road and like past houses. And I'm thinking like, this, this is not right. right. Yeah. And then finally you see a sign, like just as we we're about to turn around, we saw a little sign and then followed that. Um, but it was definitely worth it. It was a great, uh, restaurant. We got to sit outside under the stars and, um, you know, they had a beautiful patio and, um, it, the food was delicious. It was kind of long. I mean, you know, we kind of would have preferred a quicker meal so we could have hurried home. Um, but the service was great and the food was good. And, you know, I'd rather yeah. have food made from scratch that takes a while anyway. So it just started getting a little cold. as It, it did got get a little cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. And, uh, it was a little bit of a long drive back. Um, you know, getting, getting out of all of that area. Um, and you know, again, we did our trick of pulling over to look at the stars. Cause if you're going to be having a long drive back, you might as well take advantage of it. Um, and look at those stars. Cause wow, it is dark and you can just see everything. Um, and then the next day we went to Zion national park. Cause I told you we're gluttons for punishment. It was like how many hikes and <laughs> things can we get in? And this day was uncharacteristically hot. Um, it got up to 108 and, uh, and probably a little bit higher than that when we actually got down in the thick of it, but whew, it was a big old day. Um, we came in the East entrance on the Zion Mount Carmel road. Now Zion is a little bit different. Like we're used to parks where you can be in control of your own thing and you drive around and do the pullouts and, and go to the different areas so you can do the hikes and whatever it's not really an option in Zion to do that. Um, so you drive through the park first. Um, there are a few pull-offs in the beginning and when you enter it, I mean, it's amazing. The stacked rocks are, are just insane. Like the layers of rocks and the different directions that they're piled. And I mean, it's cool. So when you come in before you go through the tunnel, take advantages to pull off because this is the, when you're under your own power to do that and go at your own pace. Um, because after that, you're going to have to take a tram. Um, and you go through, you know, that entrance and then you, you know, you pass over some water and some stuff like that. And then you go through a tunnel and this is a massively long tunnel. 
Um, and there's a few windows in the tunnel to see through, but mainly you're just going through mountains. Um, and then you kind of come out and there's again, a couple more overlooks and then you go out the East end. No, I'm sorry. The, I think it's the South end of the park into Springdale and it's Springdale, Utah. And this is where there's lots of shops and restaurants. It's actually a really neat little town. That's where a lot of people stay that are going to be uh, going to Zion if that's mainly what they're doing in the area or going to do a lot of hikes um, because that's where like your hotels and stuff are. Um, and then from there, you have to like take a tram in. So we took advantage to have lunch in Springdale. Um, we went to Oscar's Cafe, um, which was really good. It's a Mexican place and everything's made from scratch. Um, I will warn you, they have a massively huge portion. Yes, you can definitely <laughs> share. And then some. Um, we were going to take the rest to go, but it was uh, we were going to be in this heat on the tram, so that wasn't <laughs> going to work. Yeah, it would have stayed in the oven, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was pretty hot. Um, but they had fantastic salad there. I think we had some tamales. Like, it was just really good. Um Whatever their house salad dressing is, hmm. get that because it was amazing. Kind of citrus something. Yeah, right? and it had good. cilantro and all kind, of, and it was very good. Um, so anyway, so we left our at the advice of our server at the restaurant, we left our car there in Springdale and took yeah, we, the. Yeah, it was Sunday, so we were able to park at the at bank. the bank, yeah. yeah. And then we took the bus down. It's like a town tram. That takes you down to the center into the park where you catch the park tram. It's the National Park tram. Yeah. yeah. So we had to take that little bus and then get off. And then you walk across and wait for the next buses. And I'm not super crazy about not having my own car and not being in control of, of what we can do. And I certainly was not prepared for a busy packed tram with no air conditioning in 108 degree heat. Yeah, just some roof vents is all this thing had. And... And I guess you could open some windows a little bit, but my gracious, it, it was, was rough. Hot. It was really rough. Um, and once you're on it, baby, you're on it. Yeah, and the windows aren't tinted enough because that sun <laughs> was just bearing down on you in yeah, that train. Yeah, it, uh, it was a lot. Um, and really, what this is going to take you to is all the different hiking points. So all the different trailheads. Like, for you to see anything else in the park... There's not really like normal parks where you, normal parks, <laughs> the rest of the parks where you get, you know, you park and you get out and you can see some things and do some quick little hikes. It's not really like that. It's like these are the trailheads and 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 you're going to go on like an event, like a big trail. Um, and, you know, I just didn't I didn't want to do it. You know, it was 108. It was, it was just it was, too hot. We were miserable. Um, we didn't have everything with us because we'd had to leave stuff back in the car and, uh, we were tired after everything. So doing a seven to nine mile hike was not about to happen. And these are for serious hikes. It's not, oh, I'm meandering along a, a trail. It is like, you got to really pack in and, and be prepared. Um, and once you're in there, you're in there. So we did some, you know, got out at some of the overlooks and, you know, saw a bit of what we could see. But I was a little disappointed in what we were able to actually see from the tram. And then at the places, again, like, you need to plan, okay, I'm going to do this hike and I'm taking the tram and I'm getting off here and doing the hike. And, and that's what I'm doing today. Um, it's not really like you can just show up and expect to see a lot. So if you're going to do Zion and you're not going to do hiking, I would go through the front of the park 
um, through that, you know, east Mount entrance. Highway, yeah, yeah, the Zion Mount Carmel Highway, which is only open in certain times of year. So make sure you check ahead. Um, and I'm going to put a link to their website. Um, all the links that we talk about will be on the show notes, which is at realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcast, under episodes, just click on this episode and you will be able to get all the notes for all the, you know, the parks and the restaurants and the places that we talk about. Um, so I would go through that um, east entrance, do the Zion Mount Carmel Road, go through the tunnel, do your little stop-offs. I'd go into Springdale, do some shopping. Yeah, check out Springdale. Yeah, nice. some eating, you know, whatever, uh, and then drive back out out of the park, like back the way you came and leave. That's what yeah. I would do. If it's not too hot, you can hit the tram. But again, there isn't a ton to There's see. There's not really a lot to see unless you're going to hike. And yeah. if you're going to hike, then have at it because it's amazing. Yeah, it is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, and there's tons to see. And the pictures from the hikes are incredible. And, you know, it's great. It's great for hiking, but not just for, you know, blase sightseeing. Um, so after a few hours, we finally were off of Death Tram. And we were able to get back to our car. Um, and then, you know, we're like, hallelujah, we're on our way out. Well, the universe had other plans because there was a bad wreck in the tunnel. And I feel so awful for who had, whoever had the wreck. I know it was a motorcycle accident, so it was not great. I do think things turned out okay, however. Um, but we had to wait for hours, hours. That's the only way out of the park. Um, unless you're going to go back out the entrance by Springdale and then go way, yeah, way out of the way. I mean, I think it was like four or five hours out of the way. So, I mean, there's just not much development out there. So we had to wait a long time. We parked on the side of the mountain. Um, we got out of the car, we just hung out and, uh, and waited. Um, and we were out of water and stuff by this point. It wasn't super great. And we didn't know what was going on and we didn't have cell service. Um, we finally got to one little area where I was able to call the park service and find out what was even going on um, and get an estimate of how long we were going to be there because we didn't know if the tunnel had caved it. We had no idea what was going on um, because it had been so long and nobody was coming in or out like it was impassable. So finally we did get to go through. Um, they were only releasing a few cars at a time um, and you had to drive past all the wreckage and stuff in the in the tunnel. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like we had the park to ourselves once we were on the other side because we only came through with three or four other cars. So we did some pullouts on that side. We saw some bighorn sheep, um, which were really cool. And they were traversing, um, it looked like straight up in the air <laughs> <laughs> to go on these rock faces. And it was amazing. Like, I can't even believe they can do that. But um, that was really neat. And we got to really explore some of the rocks again. So it kind of ended up in a great way. It was just a really long, really hot day. And we weren't as prepared for that as we should have. So we share all this to help you be prepared so that for your trip, you know, it can go a little bit smoother and, uh, and hopefully you can plan a day that's not so hot unless you like that. We're not real heat fans. So, Hey, that's why we moved to new England. Right. But um, anyway, so the day after we left, actually, too, it was sort of tragic. There were big floods and a, a group of people um, actually died. And it turned out to be a friend of a friend, another blogger that's a friend. Um, she, you know, wanted to check on us and see if we were there because she knew somebody and he actually passed away. It was so awful. So those hikes are 
they're strenuous and you have to be really aware of the conditions because flash floods yeah. are there are no joke. They warn about the flash floods because there's just there's like little channels you yeah. know, that run through the rock and when it rains it's coming through it, there. That's where that's the only place it can go. So you know you need to be experienced and aware of what's going on. Um, so the next day we did Antelope Canyon. And we were tired. We weren't sure this was all going to happen. But Antelope Canyon, I mean, I'm talking about major bucket list item here. Like, for me to be able to photograph Antelope Canyon was such a dream. Oh, my gracious. So, so excited. So, Antelope Canyon, if you've seen the pictures, again, go to our Instagram and check it out. Or just Google Antelope Canyon or click the link um, that I put on the show notes. You've got to see it. It's amazing. It is, like, otherworldly. You go down into these canyons that um, it's like sandstone. It's been shaped by water, and it's like swirly and amazing, and the light comes through. Um, the sun comes through at different areas, and it's just magical. Um, it is on Navajo land, and you're not allowed to go on your own without a Navajo um, tour guide. And so there are certain companies in the area that offer these tours, and so we did our research and picked you know, a company that we wanted to go with and we um, wanted to do a photo tour. They have lots of, you know, different types of tours, but the photography tour was really important to us. And you take in your tripods. I think you have to have a tripod. Um, and everybody in your party has to be a photographer. You can't come in with an iPhone. You, you know, you have to have a, um, a professional DSLR, camera. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have the tripod. Um, and there's no, uh, spouses or friends or anything that can come that aren't photographers. So we made sure we each had our, you know, camera and our tripods. Now you can be an amateur photographer. Yeah. You don't yeah. Need professional. No. You need the equipment. Right. You need the equipment. And, uh, and again, there's other tours if you don't want to do that, but if you want to do the photo tour, that's kind of the deal. Um, but what's great about that is they will actually stop people, um, they will block them off in the in the canyon as you're down there so that you can get the shots that you want to get. And a lot of the shots are going to be kind of almost over people's heads anyway. Um, so there's a lot that you can get even when it is crowded, but they will block off people and they know the areas to shoot and they know how to get it. Very helpful with the settings on your cameras and the low light and all of this to like help you get the, the great shots. Um, and I don't usually shoot on a tripod anyway. I like to free shoot that I just do better that way. Um, but, you know, I, I had to have it anyway to go in. So I was able to free shoot as I wanted to, but I had to have the tripod with me. Um, so we almost kind of didn't make it. Um, we were coming, you know, again from Kanab. We were going through the Grand Staircase, um, the Grand Staircase Escalante. Yeah, the, yeah, the National Monument kind of a mouthful anyway going through there and i mean you are in the middle of nowhere you have no gps you have no cell service or anything um and we were about 13 miles from the arizona border and this guy in front of us he blew a tire and it was a severe blowout like it ripped the front of his truck off which flew back and hit our car um which was quite scary and so they pulled over, of course, you know, I mean, they had to. And uh, and we pulled over to see if they were okay um, because it looked so severe. And, um, you know, they, they were stuck. They didn't have phone service, anything. Like, there's not many people passing by. Um, and we didn't you know what to do. So 
um, they were okay. They didn't need medical attention or anything, and but their car was inoperable. And so um, we took their information and went, you know, we said, we'll call for help as soon as we can. You know, we got the mile marker and tried to figure out how to send them help, and it took a long time. It did. And we had their AAA information, and, and people in AAA were like, so it's not you and, and where yeah. – and we were in Where? Arizona at this point, but they were in Utah, so it was just it just added oh, to the confusion. It was a mess. I think we called AAA four or five times, talked yeah. to different people. Call kept dropping. Yeah, and then we finally um, called the police too, and got them. At least somebody sent their way. It was amazing, but at least everybody was okay. That was the most important part. Um, and and they weren't there when we came back home, so they eventually <laughs> did get some help. Uh, we don't know how long it took, but they did eventually get some help. Um, so again, you know, you, you go to a tour center and you park. So we went to, uh, just this, it's kind of set up in the middle of a a field, a desert area and you park and check in and then the company, the tour company will take you to the Canyon. It's kind of a massive four by four area. It's not someplace you want to go on your own. And I do want to make you aware there are many different companies and they get you there many different ways. So the company that we chose took you in enclosed, nice SUVs, four by four SUVs, so that you were not exposed to all the dust. Yeah, all the dust and the elements as you were on the way there, because we did see plenty of other people that were being bussed in in some kind of a wagon that was like open air, and it looked like they had been through it. Yeah, it was like two levels and stuff. It was crazy. It was crazy. It had to be shaken pretty good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they really were. And, um, you know, they had to put on um, glasses and um, bandanas and stuff to keep the dust out. We didn't have to deal with any of that because we were in an enclosed SUV. So I do encourage you to really do your research and read the reviews because – um, there are ways to avoid, you know, getting shaken to death and, and getting <laughs> breathing in all that dust. Um, and it wasn't terribly more expensive or anything like that. So um, now Antelope Canyon, there's Upper Antelope and Lower Antelope Canyon. Um, they're different tours. They're different areas. So Upper, you know, you just kind of get there and walk right in um, and then navigate through the canyon. Um Lower, you get there and climb through a split in the rocks and go down several layers of ladders. They are, like, attached to the rock. It's not just, like, a ladder prop there. Um, and it's a little bit more strenuous. It's a, it's a longer climb. It's a steeper climb. Um, we actually did not have time to do that. When we go back, I want to do lower. Um, but we chose upper because this was going to work out for us. Um, and... You're going to want to really pay attention to the time that you book your tour. And I know this sounds silly because, of course, you would normally know when you booked your tour. But Arizona does not observe um, daylight savings savings time, but the Navajo Nation does. And so even though you think that you might be on time, we actually thought we were going to be late due to this whole tire debacle. Uh, we actually ended up being on time because Navajo Nation observed the time change. So anyway, just be double, double, double sure about what time your tour is and the time zones that you're going to be in. Um, so anyway, you get to the canyon, they park, and you get out, and then you enter into the canyon. And it is 
it's narrow, but it's very passable. Um, I was worried about some of the areas being like really tight, but they're, they're not. Um, they say if you get like terribly claustrophobic and stuff, like it might not be for you. I'm a little bit claustrophobic and I didn't have any issues. Like it, it wasn't like that at all. There's plenty of room for people to move around and, um, and you know, multiple groups of people. So I didn't ever feel like freaked out or anything like that. It was breathtaking. So stunning. Um, the pictures were amazing. It was so special. It yeah. was. It yeah. was. The Very colors cool. in there and everything. It was it was just crazy. I total bucket list item. So glad we did it. Can't wait to go back. Anytime you see a picture of antelope, you're like, Yep, that's antelope. It's nothing else looks like that. It's incredible. Um, so that was a wonderful, wonderful adventure. I will say too, you want to watch the weather when you go. This is another area that flash flooding can occur. They know, uh, when you can go and when you can't. So they will let you know if the, if they cancel it, like they needed yeah. to. It was interesting because we saw some thunderstorms off in the distance and we were like, oh, oh no. no, but, uh, it was apparently the, the correct way yeah. that wouldn't flood that down, wouldn't flood it. down this, this way. So. Yeah. But you can tell where it's been flooded and you, I mean, it's. It, it happens, and when it does, it's severe. Like, there's nowhere to go, so you're trapped. Yeah, they said just the other day, like, another two feet got unearthed due to the due to the flooding. Yeah, there. that was wild. So, anyway, just be aware. Like, it's not a scary thing. It's just you need to be aware of what's going on, and definitely, like, the companies know what to do um, and when they can go to the area and when they can't. Um, but you know, don't be mad if something gets canceled, but watch your time and watch the weather. Um, but definitely do it. And once we left Antelope, we went to Lake Powell. You, you know, it's all right there together. It's so amazing. Um, and that was just beautiful. We spent a lot of time going around the lake. Um, and then we went through Grand Staircase Escalante again. Again, this is a place you could go and just spend tons of time. Yeah, that's a huge area with a bunch oh, of... Oh, huge. You know, primitive roads running in and out. Yeah, and it it's just... actually really hard to get to and, and traverse and all of that in many of the areas. So, um, you know, again, a little something for everybody. Like, if you just want to drive through and do a few hikes, you can do that. If you want to, like, really go and have a wilderness adventure and, like, you know camp in the middle of nowhere and do some rock climbing and massive hiking you could do that too so on our way back um we actually saw some wicked storms rolling in over the mountains all the way back to Kanab, and uh heavy rains and floodings were nearby we didn't get a lot in Kanab, um but the areas around us did and it was actually really tragic um in a nearby town that was about 45 minutes from where we were called hilldale there was um tons of flooding and, and a lot of people lost their lives. They were out on a bridge. Um, it was mostly moms with their kids that had come to see the, the river that had risen and some really freak like tidal wave came down through, um, because it was such a severe amount of water and washed them all off the bridge. And, uh, and that was the, the day before we left that this happened and we drove right over the bridge where it happened and the search and rescue crews were still out searching for for the people so it was really severe so you need to really pay attention when you're when you're um in that area to the weather and what's going on and just you know i mean they never would have thought that that would have happened on that bridge it was a very freak occurrence but um really sad and really sad to go over that that bridge and you know watch them searching for the people and knowing that they didn't make it um so 
that was kind of a a sad moment. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were off to Vegas, um, which we're going to talk about next week. We're going to get into Las Vegas. We had a great time in Vegas and, uh, and we found lots of real foodie spots there. So anyway, thanks so much for joining in. Remember that all the links can be found on the show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. Click on podcasts, then click on episodes, find this episode, and you'll go right to the link where you can listen and get all the links. Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.